Big idea. The church is not an optional commodity to be consumed at my convenience. It is a covenantal community to be selflessly committed to at great personal cost. Our weekly identity statement. I am a part of the family of God at 6-8 Church. Together we are the body of Christ bringing heaven to earth. In our memory verse, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45. The four dirty words in today's church, sin, surrender, submit, and commit. These are four very unpopular words today. Pastors have had a hard time talking about them because they can be somewhat confrontational in nature. To address a sin in someone's life is difficult. To disciple someone to the point of surrender requires patience. To teach someone how to truly submit to the leadership of Christ requires courage. To expect someone to commit to the way of Christ means not accepting excuses. But we think that it's loving and kind not to say something when the opposite is actually true. We don't address the issues we see because we desire to be loving and gracious, but withholding helpful, life-changing information is neither loving nor gracious. The critical shift in the mindset happens in the leader and the follower. From the leader-slash-discipler's perspective, we have to learn to see confrontation as a loving tool to be stewarded well. We also have to create an atmosphere of grace and unconditional love in the relationship with the person we are leading. We need to communicate with our words and actions that we will be holding them to a higher standard and that it's for their own benefit. At the same time, there will be grace along the way and not condemnation. For the follower slash we need to understand that the heart of my spiritual leaders is to help me mature in my relationship with Christ. Their motive is not to belittle me so they feel better about themselves. Instead, they are lifting me up to a higher level. This will require that I leave behind old habits and old ways of thinking. At the same time, I need to give my leader the benefit of the doubt that when they are pressing me, they are doing it to help me, not hurt me. Because they love me, they must help me get beyond my current hurdles. Jesus was not afraid to address sin, to call his followers to surrender, to submit to the Father, and commit to the mission even at great personal cost. Mark chapter 8, verse 34 through 38. Then he, Jesus, called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Sin. The call of Jesus begins with denying ourselves and our rebel nature. It is in our nature to rebel against God. When left to our own devices, we find ourselves rebelling against any authority. Science actually tells us that we even rebel against ourselves. When we tell ourselves that we have to do something, we will rebel against the authority of our own mind. Because we have embraced sin and made it an identity, we get too offended when the pastor talks about our specific sin issue. 
but just because we have succumbed to the magnetic pull of this or that sin issue in our lives doesn't make that right or best for our eternal identity. In fact, if it's not God's design, it always leads us away, even if only by one degree. But Jesus can't not deal with the thing that is causing the separation between us and him. So if we want to follow him, we have to die to that. Have you died to your rebel nature? Next, surrender. Simultaneous with sin is surrender. The starting point of becoming like Christ is surrender to Christ. It is to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus daily. What we die to on the cross is ourselves. Not just our sin, but our ego and selfish desire also die on that cross. We must die to everything we thought we were so that Jesus can give us the life that is truly life, 1 Timothy 6.19. Anything we hold to that isn't Jesus holds us. We are slaves to whatever we hold on to that isn't Jesus. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Surrender defers from submission in this way. Surrender is giving up the right to seek your own way. Surrender is about seeking God's kingdom first above any and everything. Surrender is what you do when you know you're going to be defeated. In the end, we will all bow. Surrender gives you the chance to do so when you have the chance to receive God's new life for having done so. Are you surrendered to the dominion of the kingdom? Have you waved the white flag of surrender in your life? Next, submit. James 4.7, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submission can only happen after surrender because submission is to follow someone other than yourself. To surrender some is to surrender none. We have to give up to go up, and if we want to be raised to new life in Christ, we have to die to the old one. Romans 8, 7 says, Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. The mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God. It opposes God. Like the opposing magnets we talked about on Sunday, unless we submit to Christ and the Spirit of Christ, we are against God instead of with God. But we don't want to submit. We want to do things our own way. The problem is we've been doing things wrong our whole lives and we're just used to it. Think about a golfer who has learned the wrong technique for their swing. And they've spent years golfing with that bad technique and are constantly frustrated that they can't hit the ball straight. Then the club pro gives them a pointer, which they graciously but confidently refuse. No thanks, I've been golfing this way for years. If the golfer could surrender to the pro and go through the difficult but rewarding process of unlearning the wrong way and relearning the right way, they would be much happier and enjoy more success. Are you submitting to the leadership of Jesus and the Spirit in your life? As we read in several epistles, are you submitting to other leaders in your life? Next, commit. The last dirty word, and it's a doozy. Today, we don't like to be committed to anything. We like to keep our options open, just in case something better comes along or this thing goes south. We want to be able to have our options for plan B. The problem is, Jesus was hyper-committed to the cause that offers us redemption. 
In Mark 8, he said, If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. That's a bold statement. But he could make it because he was going to back up his words with his own actions. He asked us to lay down our lives, and he laid down his. He asked us to surrender and submit because that's what he did. And he asks us to be committed to the kingdom, even to the point of death. That if our life is on the line and the only way out is to deny Christ, we choose the kingdom. That even when it costs us the most, we won't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. He could call us to not be ashamed because he was going to be ashamed in our place. He was going to be humiliated on our behalf. He was going to receive the mocking that we deserve. When he tells us not to be ashamed, he certainly must have had in his mind the shameful death he would die. One last note. Notice the inclusion of the phrase, this adulterous and sinful generation. To be ashamed of Jesus is to side with the adulterous and sinful generation. It is to buy into the storyline of the prince of the ruler of the air. It is to embrace the rebellion. So, Jesus calls us to commit even when it costs us greatly. Are you committed? Are you all in no matter what the cost? Or are you looking for your chance to get out and find something better? Our daily scripture focus, Mark 8, 34 through 38. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. As we wrap up, take a minute and and think about a few things. First, conceptualize. Spend some time imagining yourself in your own castle. You've worked for years to build it. Now, imagine Jesus coming with his heavenly army and you looking out to see that you don't have a chance. You also notice something different about the king's army, joy. Imagine now Jesus coming to your castle and knocking on your door and asking to come in. Imagine inviting Jesus into your castle and giving him the keys. Imagine him sitting in the seat of honor at your table, hosting you for dinner in what used to be your kingdom. Second, reflect. Which of these four words is the biggest struggle for you? Sin? Surrender, submit, commit. Third, repent. Spend some time praying and ask God to change your mind and heart about each of these areas. If there is a sin issue in your life that you've been unwilling to give up, turn away from that and towards God's higher ways. If you have yet to surrender to the king, repent of that and kneel before the king of kings. If you struggle to submit to God's leadership in your life, repent and give God the reins. If you struggle to commit to God and his family, repent and become an all-in member. And finally, thank God. Thank God that he has a better way than sin. Thank God that he is a king worth surrendering to. Thank God that he knows what's best for your life. 
Thank God that He was committed to your redemption and transformation. 